Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 15th day of August. It's also a Tuesday, and Tuesday is when we have our Tuesday night Bible studies here in Flowery Branch, Georgia. We record those little grace encounters, Bible studies, and we put them up on Wednesday. And I, I'm bringing this up this week because this will mark the end of our journey through the book of Ephesians. You'll be able to see that tomorrow. So barring some unforeseen circumstance, we'll have our final Ephesians study tonight, the 32nd lesson from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. This will close out the whole armor of God section. We're going to do a a section on the word, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We're going to talk about the word of God. And this gives me a good chance to, to link a lot of things we've said from the John series into Paul's studies here in Ephesians. So I'm really excited about closing this out. And so if you haven't watched or listened to the Ephesians series, I highly recommend it. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people who have enjoyed this journey. This is the first full-length letter from Paul that we've done with this group in our five-plus years with this group. And so this has been a, a quite an enjoyable time. If you've missed it, you can go back wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you, uh, if you get it on our website or you watch on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel called PWM. All of these are available through video as well. You can just search studies in Ephesians number one. They'll come up sequentially. Um, I think we even have a playlist at our web, at our YouTube page called studies in Ephesians. And all 32 lessons will be there by tomorrow. The 32nd will go up tomorrow. And so this you'll have access to, to watching. And these are, these are free. You have access to watching us teach the entire book of Ephesians. And it was quite a journey. We started it last year. Uh, we went through several different venue changes during this one because we had some problems with our theater that we normally meet. We're back in that theater all as well now. But we had some issues with the the pipes froze over the winter, and I think I told you guys all about that. Anyway, you'll notice if you watch video, we go to different rooms. We end up landing back where we start, and so we finish that up tonight. I'm also telling you that because next week, we're going to have a bit of a buffer week. We will meet, and I'm going to do two things. One, we're going to shoot a short introduction to the next study. That's what you will see as a podcast listener, or you will hear as a podcast listener, and the video you'll get next week will be a little 10 to 15 minute video called Introduction to Ruth. We're going to start a study on the book of Ruth. And I'm only going to do the short version next week because I'm also going to preach a message to our group next week that's been on my heart. And I'm going to hold that for a weekend. We'll use it as a Sunday sermon. I'll tell you all about that on the Saturday before it airs. Um, so a little bit of a buffer week next week, introduction to Ruth, and then we'll get started the next week with full-length lessons on that little Old Testament book of Ruth. So I want to encourage you to check out the Old Testament book of Ruth. We're going to lay it out in, in context and setting, and that might be the most important thing about Ruth is its context and its setting, its timing. And we're going to get all into that in the next several weeks on a journey that I am truly anticipating will be eye-opening for you in many, many ways as it has been for me. Okay, today, for the remainder of our time, let's go back to the Garden of Gethsemane. We're in Mark chapter 14. Today we're in verse 43. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, 
with a great multitude with swords and clubs came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And there's a lot happening in this verse and in the verses that follow. The first thing we notice is immediately while he was still speaking. So when Jesus said, and we we brought this out yesterday, my betrayer is at hand. And I said, use that as an indication for how to interpret the phrase at hand. So if they say the end is at hand, the kingdom is at hand, these things are at hand, don't think that that can constitute a cosmic pause because this is what people are doing with eschatology. And they're reading all these prophetic things about the end of the age and it's all at hand and they're going, well, you know, at hand could be a long time. No, it can't. In fact... Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve. So at hand is exactly what it sounds like. It's that close. Mark wants to make sure that the reader understands that while Jesus is still in this conversation, Judas comes with a great multitude. Now, notice that they have swords and clubs, and these are weapons, They're offensive weapons. We just did the Sword of the Spirit last week in our Ephesians study. If you haven't watched number 31, Sword of the Spirit, please do. I did that one. We could have done it with the one we're doing tonight, the Word of God, but I wanted to let the sword have its own week because the sword, I think, is it's dangerous. It's obviously dangerous because it cuts, but it's dangerous because it's easy to fall in love with. Because it's a symbol of power. And you have to be careful with power. And so when you see the swords and the clubs in the garden, it is to send a message to the reader that power is coming to arrest Jesus. So how does Jesus respond to power? I read a very disturbing article the other day from a Christian publication of pastors who were reporting in evangelical circles, they were reporting that they had seen an uptick among their congregants in being upset at sermons they would preach about Jesus if Jesus made statements that sounded quote-unquote too woke. And these pastors would say, I'm approached by members of my congregation to say, I think that sermon was awfully left-leaning that you said today. And And the pastor would say, well, I just quoted Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount. And one particular pastor said, I expected my congregants to go, well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. But he said, instead, they're saying, that won't work today. Now, I bring that up. Um, I, I don't have an affinity for the right or the left as far as how I feel, who I feel is right or wrong. Um, I, I don't think that, I think the politics of earth at best reach into the politics of heaven. At worst, they exemplify the politics of hell. And I, I, I think the kingdom will be offended oftentimes by both sides. Um, with that said, it, in a way it doesn't surprise me that we've grown to the place where we've become so infatuated with the sword and the club that when we watch Jesus respond in ways that we interpret to be weak, we are offended at his interpretation rather than ours. 
And that scares me in my own life. Where am I offended by Jesus rather than being offended by me. When the sword and the club walks into the garden, we get a chance to see how Jesus will respond. We also get a chance to see how the men respond, and we would lean towards the men. And we're going to get into that in the next few days. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.